welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. Here's your host, Chris, here with Ro. And Ro is here to talk about the movie Tar, set in the international world of Western classical music. The film centers on uh, Lydia Tar, widely considered one of the greatest living composer, uh, composer, conductors, and first ever female music director of a major, major German orchestra. Uh, what do you think of the film? I, I I liked and hated this movie in equal parts. <laughs> and um, I think it's one of the best performances of Kate Blanchett's career in one of the most flawed, greater narratives that I've watched that wants to talk about this kind of topic. Um, that's weird. I will say 100%, even if you get this, you were going, I, come award season, I fir- firmly expect to get texts from you that are deep Negro sigh when you get to this movie. I, I fully expect that to happen, Chris. Well, um, hold on, hold on, let me stop you right there. You really think I'm going to yes. waste my time watching this film when they send it to me? <laughs> I mean, if you, you're going you're gonna to skip it even when you have to vote? Really? Well, that seems terrible. A, you know, here's the thing. Here, here's what I realized, just real quick before we get to this movie. Here's what I realized about voting for films around this time. Uh, I'm doing it like the white people do. They skip films all the fucking time, so you know what? Fuck it, I am too. Fuck it. Uh-huh. You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have the, you know, I've, I've read all them Hollywood reports of, oh, I just didn't feel like watching it. You know? uh, fuck it. I, I can... Uh, reverse racism. I'm doing that shit too. I, I, my, my time is too limited. I'm too burned out. I'm not watching some shit just to fucking watch it. Fuck no. I'm not watching this. I don't give a shit about a female, uh, sorry, I don't give a fuck about any composer. It could be a John Williams uh, composing one. I'm not watching the fucking film about John Williams. Sorry. Just play your fucking music. Give me a fucking uh, uh, record and I'll do it that way, but I'm not going to sit there and watch a fucking film about it. Sorry. Sorry. Does, does he cut off her ear like like Van Gogh or something like that? Does she no, just, she does, does not have does, a Van Gogh monoma, but does, she, does definitely, she, does, she definitely implodes her life. Does, um, she, does she murder some people? Does, does she go? Does she what? Does she murder some people? Does she go like Michael Myers? Uh, no, no, she doesn't I, I, I'm go not full hard. I'm not, then I'm she, not watching the fucking do it. That's not where it's I don't need to see it, it No, I'm good. I'm good. Good. Good this on Kate. Second... Kate. Good on Kate, listen, though. Good on Kate. Listen, this is the second movie that I've watched that I feel like um, kind of uh, lures its audience into a false sense of expectation by using a lot of standard or uh, t- film tactics like uh, transitions, uh, the, the production like set up angles of the camera and lighting that we generally see in movies that kind of fall swiftly from psychological thriller into horror. This movie is not either one of those things, but they do lean heavily into that kind of visual aesthetic, which works when you realize that this movie is working on two different levels. On the first level, it is an, it's a character study of the woman named Lydia Tarr. She's a virtuoso. So she is a conductor. She's also a composer. She's hustling, grind her way to the top of her game. Um, I played uh, two different classical instruments. So uh, I kind of understood the importance of her saying that the penultimate, the pinnacle of what she could have in her career was, you know, the orchestra that she was in charge of, the Berlin Orchestra. It's a big fucking deal. It's a huge deal huge she's on the precipice of finishing a cycle of playing a particular composer's music all with the same orchestra at a high you know elevated elite level that it's never been done before and she's now to the hardest part to the hardest score it's called the Mahler five and 
the entire first half of this movie is about getting you to understand that the only thing that Lydia Tarr commits herself to and 100% pours herself into is the music, writing the music, uh, designing her score and her composing notes, uh, her conducting notes. That's really it. Everything else in her life is in service to her getting to be Tar, capital T, capital A, capital R. And she got a book coming out. Um, she's yeah, she's a high pro- high profile personality who's got a wife who is sits first chair violin Wait, in her on, own hold on, orchestra. Hold on. I had to interrupt yes. you. Wait, she's still alive? Yeah. Wait, you want What do you mean? So you want me to sit here and watch a film about a composer who's still alive? She ain't even dead yet? Oh man, hell no, I ain't watched this. Lydia, Lydia Tarr is not a real person. Oh, wait, she's not? No! Wait, so it's not even a real person? So what are we doing then? That's what I told you why I liked and hated this movie in equal measure, because this is an amalgamation of a diff- a bunch of different kind of virtuoso slash genius kind of top of their game, uh, perfect oh. pitch, makes amusing. Like she's got, she, they, they went so far as to say she's an this EGOT in this movie. She's got a wife. Shredder. She's got a child. She's that bitch. Okay. We've had. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening because I was watching uh, Russell Wilson get sacked for like the 30th time on Prime Time Football. I turned that shit off. Like I need to preserve my peace. Six week in the row. <laughs> I don't know who who he has dirt on, but why is Russell Wilson in another Prime Time game? On I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So I, I didn't hear you say that this film was about somebody who's not even real. What are we doing here, folks? Now, why am I here's the thing. Here? Here's the thing. Watching this woman played by Kate Blanchett, it was interesting. Like I like actively started hating her. There's at one point in time I was like, "Are you really trying to pull somebody at an event? Aren't you supposed to be like trying to get money?" I'm like, "Cause it really seems like you're just trying to get laid right now." Or there's this other moment where you're like, "What's up with Home Gold over there?" And it also has um, Naomi Marquant, who is the lead from Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Again, people who I love. Now you know why I would see this movie. Leave me alone. But um, they have that she plays her PA, who also is like a a conductor in training. So I guess, um, but she is she's Lydia Tarr's personal assistant. So this whole thing, you start to realize it's like she's got this image, and she does everything that she can and edits it down to a T to try to control her public image. And now on a bigger level from that, you also start to realize. People don't like her. Like, she is not universally loved. And and there are these whispers that are going on. And then the more you go further into the movie, you start to realize something that she either mishandled or was straight up grimy about is about to come back and bite her in her ass right as her life is at the best level that it could be. And that's kind of what the other half of the story is about. It's a whole narrative about uh, Me Too movement and cancel culture and can you separate the art from the artist and what should the consequences and what should accountability look like? And this is where I feel like the movie that was written and directed by Todd Field does not hold as much weight as the character study and investment he made in the lead character, Lydia Tarr. because he makes it painfully obvious through the steps and maneuvers for the second half of the movie that he has zero respect 
for uh, cultural shifts, especially the kind that decenter whiteness. So he's one of those, you got to pay your dues if you want to be the best. You've got to, you can't disdain something if you don't know anything about it, or, you know, you don't have the right to be upset. And so you start to get these little notes, these grace notes that are going on in here. And I'm just like, if this was anybody else other than Kate Blanchett, I don't know if this would work. And that's dangerous because the bigger narrative is the one that a lot of people are going to kind of latch on to. And this woman is a whole ass created, manufactured lie. And as things start to unravel and her life starts to come apart and you start to realize she has bought her own hype so much that she's burning the bridges that she stands on to be where she is. Like she is straight up disrespectful to her wife, completely uh, stops having her assistance back and somehow or another forgets that those are the two pillars that held up the load-bearing walls that keep her world together. So watching all of this happen and watching everything evolve and, you know, it's deeply ironic, at least right now, for me, when you have this whole commentary on what grace do you give a genius? How much space do you give a genius to believe? Uh, to breathe and and what do you forgive and what excuses do we make for them if we're making any excuses and he tries to blur the line in the movie between did she really do something wrong or did she just not really you know do what she should have to protect herself so you've got you're supposed to be confused or unsure about which side of the fence you fall on and believing what ultimately happens to her was deserved. But the problem with it is, is Kate Blanchett does such a good job of playing this obnoxious, arrogant woman. You don't like her enough that you don't care if the punishment doesn't fit the crime because you look her in the face and say, if I've ever met someone who needs to be humbled, it's that bitch. And that's kind of where I came out at Lydia Tarr. And it ended up making it to where the end result I liked I just didn't like the bigger narrative of the dual, the the second half of the metaphor he was trying to build because it made me um, really convinced that Todd Field might be racist, like a little little bit by a little bit. I mean a lot. If he's not, he's got some unconscious bias that he needs to become aware of because uh, he was telling on himself with some of the moves and because like the 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 he made one character Chris who is black, (laughs) non-binary, and queer, and they were literally the catch-all character that was representative of all of, quote, progress in culture, all of things that have changed. And, And he has them have a moment that I don't think he realizes how it plays because he's got blind spots. And that's when you started to kind of feel like, okay, so I I feel like I kind of feel, I feel like I kind of understand where you come down on some of these issues. And as someone watching it, I don't like that because it doesn't serve your story. It doesn't serve your narrative. So some of the threads he was trying to weave, some of the um, inferences he was trying to make don't play because he couldn't see past his blind spots to identify his bias. So they're screaming louder than the story he was telling. But lucky for him, Kate Blanchett is just ridiculously good in this movie. And so 
net positive for me at the end. I don't know how many people, this is definitely, definitely, you're going to see this movie for Kate Blanchett. If you're a Kate Blanchett fan, you're going to go see Tar. You're going to enjoy her performance. You may not enjoy the story they put her in 100%, but you're going to, you're there for Kate Blanchett and you will not be disappointed. If Kate's not necessarily your bag, there's not, and classical music and the highfalutin, obnoxious world of composers and all the F shit that virtuosos think they should be allowed to get up to, that narrative is very interesting. And Kate is the driving force behind it. So that'll really kind of work for you as well. But outside of those two things, there isn't much to recommend this movie to a wider audience. There's not really a draw that's going to bring you in. And the disappointing part about that is, is there totally could have been because there's just enough horror edge to this movie that if he decided to jump off that cliff, I'd have followed. Because there's some creepy shit in here. And if he had just known what to do with it, I think it would have elevated the story and taken it to a much greater place. So you kind of get a a weak third act because I don't think, because he doesn't recognize his bias, he doesn't properly um, carry the narrative to where it holds through and it starts to unravel when you need to make the A storyline and the B storyline come together. Uh, and so that doesn't necessarily hold. But for me, it still ended up about an eight. I like I liked Kate's performance that much. Uh, I just looked it up. This movie's uh, 158 fucking minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Give me the confidence of an overconfident, mediocre white director. Listen, the way he tried. He hasn't made a movie in 16 years. Give me that confidence, man. That's the kind of confidence I want, man, because 158 fucking minutes? Nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I ain't watching this at home. I got way too many things that might watch myself. Fuck that. Sorry. No, I'm, and again, I know people are going, oh, but you Come on, guys, everything you're saying right there, it's like, why, why go to sit for 158 minutes and watch that shit when I can watch Kanye West is supposed genius. Go- I, I got plenty of this shit. Oh, in life. the parallels, we got, though. We got, we the got parallels are real. But why the fuck need the parallels when I can just watch the real thing happen in real life? Like, this, this is a problem I have with these films, right? I become really cynical. I always become cynical at the end of the year because these kind of films always come out and they're always, first of all, they're Oscar bait films because nobody's going to watch this film. This film's going to do double fucking wood at the box office. Everybody fucking knows it is, right? It's not going to do anything at the box office. Nobody's going to go fucking see Tar. Nobody gives a shit about that, right? So that's one, right? They only do these films literally just to do Oxford bait films, right? Second of all, so that's already got to me like, fuck you. Second of all, second of all, we got McDonald's at home. I don't need to watch this shit. I got the, <laughs> what? Oh, oh, some narcissistic person. Oh, when a black person, we can get Kanye. When a white person, oh, we got plenty of those. Like, got Donald Trump. Like, what the fuck? I mean, like, I get, we got this but, at home. I 100% agree. But what I thought was really interesting is this movie was made before at least, and, and quite frankly, given the, the sheer whiteness of Todd Field, I don't think Kanye West is on no, his no, radar no, 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 in no, that respect. No, but what's, wait, wait. But what's crazy is the ways in which he wrote this character. Yeah. The parallel is real. That was what because I was like. Every, you, even, you accidentally stumbled into something good because it's every single one of them. We've seen mm-hmm. it before because it's, it's every name one of those geniuses. And like, come on, we know it. We see it all the fucking time. Like it's 
Yeah, the, again, I'm just... Uh, but that's whatever. why I said part of the narrative works. The one about, you know, we, 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 we as a society really have designed a world where we will let you off. We, it's doing a lot of heavy lifting here, and I don't mean me in the specific, but we let people off who are trash if they have something we want, if they, or if they can be... Uh, a gateway through which we can better enjoy the creativity of others. And we let them climb real, real high. And we let things get real bad for other people before they ever get held to account. So it was interesting to see the way that they built up in a world that's already full of elitists in a, in, and designed to be exclusionary and to gatekeep heavily in in ways of what they even evaluate for talent for people who are quote supposed to be the next best thing. It was interesting to see all of that narrative and how um, it came to it, especially because they don't give you the journey to her accomplishments. We are literally just at the coda where she's already the person with the underline and the capital name. So that was really interesting, but yeah, no, this movie opened it's got a limited opening. It's four theaters. I think it's opening, what? It's done like half a mil worldwide. $150,000 is uh, initial release date. It doesn't even open wide until the 28th of October. They are literally only doing this movie so it qualifies for its award run. That's the only reason why this movie is going wider. It's a focus features. We, I knew that as soon as I saw who was putting it out. So you were right. I feel some kind of way about that. I'm just like, put that sh- you need to put that shit on Hulu. Put that shit. Listen. On, put that shit on Amazon on, on, on Amazon Prime Video or something. I'm just, I just put it on the Criterion Channel where it belongs. Right, you know. Uh, I, no, I, I really, I really think we are coming up to the point to where there's going to have to be a conversation about where certain things end up so they can be consumed so the audience that wants them can find them and i don't and, think and, you're and, wrong and that's the thing. i don't this is, this is not a wide film this is this is you need a you need a particular audience for this well, one i'll even say this it's also the way that they promoted it right even the way that night there because one they're not even really promoting it so there's that right it's just mm, mm, i have yeah yeah so, no they're yeah. just they they're they're letting it ride off the steam of having gotten good accolades out of its festival run and they're just kind of letting it be what it is from there but they've been doing that with a lot of movies this year Mm -hmm. and it's weird i don't really know how you make them stop that but that's the point at which i was like if you're a Kate blanchett fan this is a long movie and I will watch a long movie in a minute, but about halfway through this, you start to feel the runtime. When the narrative stops working cohesively, you feel it. And that is a major negative, you know? But I'm telling you, he got super lucky because if anybody else was Lydia Tarr besides Kate Blanchett, this movie is not going wide. It's limited run would be it, and it would be out of theaters. Yeah. But yeah, Kate, Kate, Kate broke her foot off in this role. This is a top five Kate Blanchett. Top five. Good for her. Uh, you know, maybe, you know what, you know what? Maybe I'll vote for, I'll, I'll pull a white person. We'll vote for her and not even watch the film. 
There we go. There I'm, we look, go. I'm going to tell you right now, if she and Danielle Detweiler are in the same category and you vote for somebody who you haven't seen, you are rooting for who's black because I'm oh, going to be oh, mad. No, oh, no, no, no. That's also my... No, 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 no. I get five up front and then you got to pick... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's by default. And, and, and here's the thing. I'm, I'm pulling the... the if you think these other motherfuckers ain't doing that shit, you guys do not. It's not even just, they all do this. I can hear them talk about it. They're not mm-hmm. watching all these fucking films. The number of films we get is fucking ridiculous. There's no way, no matter what anybody tells you, that they're watching all those films. They are voting based off a of word of mouth and what they've heard. That is what they are doing. I, I am, I am, I'm joking. I'm not saying so. Nobody can say, oh, no, take it. I am going to watch this film. I'm not going to do that. I'm joking here. However, a lot of folks, not joking, they do that shit. Yeah, I, I watch them before I, 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 I actually will leave something blank versus if I didn't watch it and not try, or at least try to like watch a little bit, even if I can't finish. Like For this, I would at least, like, I'm not getting, you're not getting a whole 158 minutes out of me. But you'll get some of it. Maybe I'll watch a little bit of it just so I can say. If, it's that, if she's got that much of a role, I'm not going to watch the whole thing, right? Um, I learned my lesson when I sat through all of what was that Shakespeare film? Oh God, um, Macbeth. Oh, the Macbeth film. Oh God. <laughs> Denzel earned I'm that. Vote, Denzel earned that vote for me. And then when here's the thing, get me mad. Denzel earned that vote for me. And then when nobody else fucking vote, and then he didn't get it and didn't win, I was fucking pissed. I'm like, I'm gonna sit through yeah. this fucking film. And then uh, just in our own critics group, then y'all didn't vote. And there's other things I saw people were voting for. I'm like. Okay, y'all didn't watch that shit either. Well, then I realized what it is. It's like, oh, y'all not watching that shit either. Everybody just watches what they want to watch and what they want to catch, and then they vote for it that way. That's why the the votes for, especially at the smaller critic uh, associations, are usually all over the fucking place. Because everybody's not watching the same thing. Everybody got together. It's like, all right, let's watch these five or these ten films. These are the top ten ones. Let's go. Now everybody's like, I watch you go through the first time, and I'm like, what the fuck were y'all? Y'all watch that shit? Y'all voted yeah. for that shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be real. Way. One of the reasons why I try so heavily to try to watch things throughout the year is so when we turn in our think list, I can get really kind of pushy about certain movies making it onto the final think list that everybody needs to be able to say that they watched or they have to I wish abstain. We did I wish we did. I wish we had, like, everybody should, this is the pool. Everybody should, like, make sure you're watching these and focus on those. We don't do that. It's pretty much, uh, you tell us what your favorite films are. Tell us what your favorite. And I'm like, it was literally 365 days. What are you talking about? That it's impossible. There's no way you're doing that. There's no way. Which is also why the voter scam, the award to scam. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, I like I like to, you know, I'm opinionated so and so and I like to have I like to know, like if I can get to a screening and I'm lucky enough to where we've gotten some screenings where I have almost literally been the only person in the movie theater. So safe as hell. And um, I get the chance to see these movies on the screen. I, I'm going to go and I will take it. But a big part of it is also because the full court press at the end of the year. I don't want to do that to myself. Like, we still haven't even started receiving award stuff because so many movies have not even debuted mm-hmm. in theaters yet. So they're making us wait because they've got... So we're deep paint. We're deep in the paint of festival season. San Diego International Film Festival starts in the middle of this week, and I'm covering things for that. And I'm going to tell you right now, there is a movie that I will cover for San Diego International Film Festival. Um, uh, we will 
well, I will cover it and then I will never, for as long as there is sun in the sky, oxygen to breathe, and stars at night, talk about that movie again. I hate it with a burning passion in my heart. I love it so deeply that I hold it against everybody who was in it and I would like to burn their cars. I would like to burn a piece of their personal, like tangible property. So like they are at a financial deficit. That is how angry I am that this movie exists. And I like to not get fooled by a movie at the end. Like I text you about, don't go see this. Don't even bother with that. Do I not? Yeah, and it's always funny because it's like, I wasn't going to go see that in the first place. But you always be telling me that shit. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I just let you do it. Cause I'm like, I'm I like, know. Okay. I was just like, all right. But I also know that sometime when you get to the end of the year, you'll be remembering that shit and you'll skip. <laughs> like, <sighs> there's just some stuff that I've seen and I'm just like, but why? And then there's other stuff that was pleasantly surprising. And then, but there's been so many movies this year that I feel like the story was great. The cast was great. And the movie was in the wrong hands or the director was great. The cast was great. And the script failed them. There's so many scripts this year that are mid that I've just been kind of curious. And again, I said it on the tail podcast uh, because I watch, I've got more opportunities to watch stuff than you and um, Brandon have this year. You know, I've had more stuff that's been offline and I was like, I got to stop doing that. So yeah, I'm going to, you know, drag you on the mic so we could talk about it. It's because sometimes I like your opinion on the greater subject of that particular type of genre or genre film anyway, even if you haven't seen it. Because sometimes you'd be spot on about what happened without ever walking in there. And I think that is a comment on the movie itself. If you can spot everything in it and you didn't even go to see it. That's saying something. Yeah. Um, oh. But yeah, Kate Blanchett is your bag. Yeah, and you want to Check out a, tar. 158 minutes of a movie. Um, Drink. I had alcohol. I yeah. didn't see this movie sober. Are you serious? So, um, I would like you to point to an issue. Yeah, so, um, all right. So yeah, check out uh, tar. If that's your thing, and um, you can find our reviews mtrnetwork.net, movie trailer reviews on iTunes, Radio, and Spotify. Um, oh god. Oh. Speaking of this. Uh, like this is the other thing too. I I figured out as well. I had to uh, build myself up because I really don't want to see Black Adam. But I was like, "Fuck, we're doing this, sir." I, I fucking have to. So I was like, "I if I got to do that, I'm not watching these other films too." And I'm like, "This is something that at least, at least I can. Uh, we'll see what the fuck happens." Um. So anyway, um. Stay tuned. We got that coming out too, guys. It's just oh, God. So, anyway, such a curmudgeon. You're I'm not tired. gonna make it. I'm tired. I'm burned out. Uh, it is what it is. So, all right, folks. Uh, we have plenty on premium as well. Make sure you guys check that stuff out. I I haven't put it out. We got uh, Werewolf by Night. We have uh, She Hulk and Andor. They're all coming on premium, and we have a She Hulk character corner as well. So that's not gonna be on premium. That's gonna be the character corner podcast. I just get to edit them. So stay tuned for those. So. Again, folks, thank you very much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace.